Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. Since 2015, Dr. Youngblood has taken scores of questions and comments on the challenging issues of the day with a goal of informing and motivating listeners to examine the issues from a central biblicist worldview. Currently, this broadcast is heard on five regional stations, as well as four additional stations in Virginia. There's now a great opportunity to expand this vital ministry to other cities. We sincerely need your help to accomplish this mission. Your support of any amount is needed to take this next step in sharing God's truth in a relevant, lively, and timely way. Thanks for your willingness to support us in this broadcast as we prepare to face the issues on a broader scale. Go to fcbcatjax.com and click the donate button or send your best gift to First Conservative Baptist Church, 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, Jacksonville, Florida, 32258 Attention Radio. Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Jean A. Youngblood is brought to you by First Conservative Baptist Church. Now let's get back to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Hill sitting in for Dr. Jean A. Youngblood. I'm calling from Pensacola, Florida, over in the Panhandle, the beautiful part of the state of Florida. And it is my honor to host a show today for Dr. Youngblood, who is attending to his son, who is in the hospital now, battling complications of COVID-19. Um, uh, Dr. Youngblood's son, Gene Jr., has been in the hospital now for several weeks, and we Uh, Ask for your prayers, saints of the living God, because your prayers are working. The fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. And we have seen during this journey of Dr. Youngblood's son in the hospital, um, many instances where prayers were heard and uh, Gene Jr.'s uh, um, uh, condition would improve. Then we would see where it would decline and then prayers would come in and it would improve. So we're asking you to please um, uh, 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 pray, continue to pray for Dr. Youngblood. If you would like to join our conversation today, the number is 904-831-0917. Again, 904-831-0917. We're going to be covering a number of items this second half of the show to include how should Christians think about Biden's vaccine mandate. And then I want to call this to your attention. There were 135 Republicans who just voted for a red flag flag law gun confiscation. But before we get to that, we do have a caller on the line. Um, Lily, Miss Lily, what is your comment or question, please? Yes, Representative Hill, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear you. What is your comment? Okay, good. Okay, we, thank you. We appreciate what you're doing, filling in for Dr. Youngblood at this time. And uh, I'm just calling in. Uh, you're probably leaving behind the, problem, the, um, the situation of the abortion now. But I just wanted to say that it's very interesting what's going on. We, we can consider ourselves to be living in really interesting times. It's Spiritual warfare, very serious. I remember hearing, getting like a glimpse that abortion had some link with the occult, 
recently, now that they have, um, the, 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 the situation is in the air, they're the discussing um, the heartbeat the, um, discussion, and the, the things, um, people, we're moving up to thinking that we could um, bring, bring about an end to this, this um, serious condition of, um, of destroying lives. But it, 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 I don't know how if you have heard it, but the uh, mastermind, obviously, behind the, the abortion, the whole abortion industry, the mastermind has surfaced, saying that the abortion is a part of the ritual, and uh, and um, this being the case, those who try to fight against abortion is really fighting against them. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, if you if you have heard of it, but that's what is on the air now. That lawsuit that the the um, satanists have, have decided to file lawsuit against um, those probably who are trying to fight against abortion. I remember the same thing happened years ago with the marijuana, the the, the um, production growth and use of the marijuana. I remember that the, as governments tried to fight against it and tried to put an end to it, to its destructive um, influence on the culture, they, um, all of a sudden, with the, 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 the powers of darkness came up. We have to, have to say it that way. That um, suddenly, marijuana was a part of the ritual, a part of the ritual of the Rastafarian movement. You are so making some very good comments, and, and, and I appreciate your comments you are making, Miss Lily. You are right on target. We are indeed in a spiritual battle right now. Make no mistake that what we are happening, what we're seeing in this nation is a spiritual battle, and Christians must step up, stand in the gap, stand in the fray. The captain of the host is Jesus. And we need to follow his footsteps in this great battle that we're in right now. Miss Lily, thank you for your comments. You are absolutely right, right on target, that abortion is a spiritual battle. Um, the, 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 the desire or, or the want to kill babies has been going on for a long time. Uh, we saw it back in biblical days when uh, uh, Pharaoh wanted to kill the Hebrew babies. Uh, we saw it where Herod wanted to kill those who are two years old and younger. Um, it is a satanic spiritual battle that we are fighting, and we as Christians must stand up. Now, um, one thing I want to bring to your attention, this is very interesting, is that just recently in Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis directed the Secretary of State to investigate Facebook for alleged violations of election laws. Um, Governor DeSantis is um, putting himself in a position where he is being one of the best governors we have in our nation right now. He is moving Florida in the right direction. I am glad that he is our governor, and he is not afraid of stepping up and taking action where it is needed. There is an article that was in um, US, uh, 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 U.S. Today written by uh, an author named Peter. Peter is quoting now Governor DeSantis. If this new report is true, Facebook has violated Florida law 
to put his thumb on the scale of numerous state and local races. Floridians deserve to know how much this corporate titan has influenced our elections. That is why I am directing Secretary Lee to use all legal means to uncover violations of Florida's election laws. Right on Governor Ron DeSantis. So glad that you are doing that. Um, here is the letter itself. I'm going to be reading some of it to you. It was dated September 27th. So it was just yesterday he sent this letter to Florida Secretary of State, um, Secretary Laurel Lee. The letter reads, Dear Secretary Lee, according to a review of internal Facebook documents conducted by the Wall Street Journal, Facebook has created a shadow list of certain users who are immune from Facebook's enforcement actions on posting content. These elites, selected by Facebook behind closed doors, are able to post material without being subject to the opaque review process that normal users endure. This whitelist effectively creates two classes of speakers on Facebook's platform, those who are privileged and those who are not. The letter goes on to say, according to the Wall Street Journal, the previously undisclosed double standard at times effectively granted incumbents in elections and an advantage over challengers. Um, the discrepancy was most prevalent in state and local races. The letter goes on to say, if this report is true, Facebook has put its thumb on the scale of numerous state and local races in a disturbing and concealed fashion whose scope is known only to Facebook. Floridians deserve to know how much this corporate titan has influenced their election. I hereby direct that your office immediately investigate this alleged election interference caused by Facebook through its whitelisting program. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, what's going on is that uh, Facebook um, has decided who they are going to uh, block and who they are going to allow to continue making comments. And what has been discovered is that incumbents, Wall Street Journal uncovered this, that incumbents were allowed to continue making uh, posts. However, their opponents were not. And I will go on to say that it probably happened also to some uh, incumbents that do not fit the Facebook narrative. In other words, staunch conservatives were probably also uh, comments denied, but their opponents' comments were allowed. Because of this, Governor DeSantis, to his credit, is now going to uh, uh, ask Secretary of State Laurel Lee to investigate Facebook for a violation of Florida law. Very good, Governor DeSantis. Okay, let's move on to something else. Uh, this was an article out of USSA News, where it lists that there are 135 Republicans who just voted for red flag gun confiscation. Red flag gun confiscation became law in Florida um, back in 2017, I believe it was, 
2017, where a Republican-controlled House, Republican-controlled Senate, and at that time, Governor Rick Scott signed into law a very bad um, uh, Second Amendment law, violation of our Second Amendment. The law was passed shortly after the, the Parkland gun shooting, that horrific uh, time when that deranged young person went into that school and killed those high school students. And right on cue, the left started demanding gun control. And by the thousands, they descended upon the Capitol in Tallahassee and demanded that something be done. By the way, us conservatives, those of us on the right, need to do the same thing. When there is something that is so vital, so important, you need to let your elected officials know about it. If it means going to Tallahassee, then that is what needs to be done. The left does it all the time, and too often those uh, Republicans will buckle to that pressure and give in to them simply because they are afraid that it will hurt their next election if they don't. So part of that terrible bill that was passed is called um, red flag confiscation. And what that simply means is that someone can accuse you of being a danger to yourself or to someone else and can take that accusation to the police. The police can then get a judge to sign a warrant. They will then come to your home and by force take your weapons and your ammunition just based on an accusation. Um, it, it is a horrific law that is in place, and now it, it's in, in place in Florida. I filed a bill to repeal it, um, but it um, uh, did not, again, even get a committee hearing um, by the Speaker of the House at that time, Representative Jose Oliva, because he was the one who sponsored the bill in the House that was passed. And, and I'm ashamed to admit at that time, Governor Rick Scott signed it into law. I also hate to notify you of this, ladies and gentlemen, that your Senator Marco Rubio and Senator Rick Scott have uh, pressed for a federal red flag law confiscation, and not just at the state of Florida, but at the federal level, trampling on our state rights trampling on the state rights of other states, the federal government has no authority. They have no right to try and pass such a law. However, it was passed just recently uh, in, in the Congressional House. Now, these red flag laws, they violate the Second Amendment and deny citizens due process. They should have no place in the 2022 NDAA, that's the act that um, is being used for the uh, uh, authorization of funding our, our military. So people were distracted by the Arizona audit. As they were distracted, Congress, the House of Representatives, passed a law called Red Flag Gun Confiscation. 135 Republicans helped them and joined the Democrats to pass something that is so unconstitutional. They do violate your Second Amendment, which says you have the right to bear arms. You have the right to protect yourself. And that right shall not be infringed. Now, these people who pass these laws 
spit all over their oath of office. Their oath of office said that I do solemnly swear to protect and defend the Constitution, but instead of them protecting and defending it, they are trampling all over it. Their oath of office means nothing to them, and neither does the Constitution mean anything to them when they will violate it. And it's unconscionable that they would pass a law that tramples on your right to bear arms, tramples on your right to due process, because once they come and confiscate your guns and your ammunition, you have to hire a lawyer, appear before the judge, and plead your case to get your weapon back. In other words, you have been found uh, guilty and have to prove your own innocence. And by the way, you have to pay for that lawyer yourself after they have taken your weapons from you. So who are some of these uh, Republicans who have passed or voted with Democrats to pass this unconstitutional red flag law? You're going to be surprised at some of the names. How about um, Dan Crenshaw out of Texas? Matt Gates out of Florida voted for this. Here are some of the others. Um, Allen out of Georgia. Bacon out of Nebraska, Banks out of Indiana, Arrakis out of Florida, um, Buchanan out of Florida, KMAC, now that surprised me, out of Florida. And as I said, Matt Gates out of Florida, Diaz Balart out of Florida, uh, Franklin out of Florida. These are all Republicans who voted for this. Um, Jimenez out of Florida, as I mentioned, Gates out of Florida. Um, there are many others who voted for this unconstitutional uh, red flag law. The problem is it passed in the, the House, um, now headed over towards the Senate. Salazar out of Florida voted for this. Republicans, there were Waltz out of Florida, a Republican. 135 Republicans joined Democrats trampling all over your right to bear arms, spitting on their oath of office where they said that they solemnly swear to protect and defend the Constitution. They're not protecting and defending the Constitution. They are attacking it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to join in the conversation, I'm Mike Hill sitting in for Dr. Gene Youngblood. The call-in number is 904-831-0917. Again, 904-831-0917. Now, here's the problem. Right now, over in the Senate, there is a 50-50 split between Republicans and Democrats. There's 50 Democrats, 50 uh, Republicans. And um, the Democrats, unfortunately, always tend to stick together, vote in a block. That's not always true over on the Republican side. There's always those who will cave for whatever reason, um, wanting to get reelected, more money for their next campaign, um, whatever. Uh, but they're, they're not as firm in their convictions and standing on those conservative values as the left is uh, who will stand up for their leftist causes. And here's the problem. As I mentioned earlier, that bill, okay, it passes in the House, now it heads over to the Senate. And as I said, already, Senator Marco Rubio and Senator Rick Scott out of Florida both have indicated that they want and will support 
a federal red flag law confiscation. confiscation. In other words, the federal government throughout all 50 states can put in place where um, someone just based on an accusation can have their weapons taken away from them, their weapons and ammunition by force. Imagine what that means, ladies and gentlemen. That means that some that police can show up at your home, and if you say uh, no, I, I I I don't want you coming into my home uh, by gunpoint, they will force their way in. They know you have guns because they're registered. Now you know why the NRA fought so hard for us to not have to register the purchasing of a vehicle, a vehicle of a weapon. So now they know you have it. They will come in your house, and if they have to violently search the place in order to confiscate your weapons and ammunition because you're not going to willingly, get, willingly give it to them, they will tear your house apart. That does not even sound like America. That sounds like some communist country. And it has already happened way too many times in Florida, particularly in Polk County. Polk County leaves the state a number of red flag uh, gun confiscations, gun and ammunition. Um, they are in the hundreds since that law uh, was put in place and signed by Governor Rick Scott. Hundreds in the Polk County alone. Throughout the state, it's in the thousands where people have had their constitutional rights taken away from them. Unconscionable that that is happening. And it is likely going to pass in the Senate, which means it will become law. And what we have to do then at that time, patriots, is we need to file lawsuits against that and let it go all the way up to the Supreme Court. And hopefully those on the court will uphold their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution and declare these red flag laws unconstitutional. Okay. Let's move on to another area here. Here's an article uh, out of Fox News written by Liz Peake. It says, Biden and Blinken, and he's the Secretary of State, are failing. Their weak, feckless leadership is creating series of disasters and hurting the U.S. And that is absolutely right. These catastrophes are not acts of God. They are horrors resulting from foolish policies badly enacted. The Biden administration is an utter disaster. Everyone can see that, not just Americans, but everyone around the world can see what a disaster they are. The Biden White House is in free fall. This is Liz Peek now, I'm reading her article. The Biden White House is in free fall. The president's approval ratings continue to slide and will likely get worse as Americans digest the disasters of recent days and put the blame squarely where it belongs, on Joe Biden. Absolutely. When we piece together the killing of innocents in Afghanistan, the tens of thousands of unvaccinated Haitians illegally entering our country. By the way, I don't care if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. They're still entering the country illegally. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Even if they were vaccinated, you shouldn't be allowed to illegally enter this country. The article goes on to say, the insulting treatment of France. 
this country's first ally, and the FDA smackdown of the president's coronavirus booster plan, we conclude that our country is being run by an arrogant man of modest capabilities who has surrounded himself with mediocre talent. That is exactly right. Liz Peek, you hit the nail right on the head with that statement. These catastrophes are not lightning strikes or other acts of God. These are horrors resulting from foolish policies badly enacted. Joe Biden has brought every one of these mishaps on himself. Absolutely right. Biden hopes it will blow over. Liz, I'm reading this article from Liz Peek. Biden hopes it will blow over, allowing him to get back to the more important business of transforming our country. But putting Afghanistan in a rear view mirror will be difficult. Weekly, if not daily reports of Taliban atrocities will remind us of Biden's feckless determination against the advice of his military to hastily exit the country. What will certainly not blow over is a growing awareness of Biden's weakness. The, the president knows he is not a smart man. The article goes on to say, over the years, he has snapped at those who dare to question his academic record and has lied about his accomplishments in law school. He has also been caught plagiarizing on more than one occasion. Only a person who doubts his intellectual abilities, lies about his class rank, and steals thoughts and speeches from someone else. The American president does not have a Mensa level IQ. He does, however, need to know what he does not know. He needs the humility and insight to hire talented people and listen to their advice. This is not Biden. His military advisors told him that the Afghan government might not hold, that the Taliban might quickly take over the country. He knew better. He has also not picked an A-team, and it shows, especially in dealings with other nations. Biden's polling on foreign policy is dismal, with only 40% approval and 54% disapproval. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has helped deliver those low marks. Biden's uh, 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 administration is indeed in free fall. It is indeed not doing well. So ladies and gentlemen, what do we do? We pray. Pray. Pray for this nation. Pray for our leaders. Pray that God will step in and show his tender mercies on this nation as he has so many times in the past where he has been benevolent to us. He has been merciful to us. And he has allow this nation to prosper so that it can fulfill its destiny of preaching the gospel to a lost and dying world. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Hill sitting in for Dr. Gene Youngblood. Thank you and may God bless you. have been listening to Let's Face the Issues with Dr. Gene A. Youngblood, pastor of First Conservative Baptist Church and president of Conservative Theological University, 12021 Old St. Augustine Road, Jacksonville, Florida, located one half mile south of I-295. FCBC invites you to tune in nightly, 9 to 9.45 p.m. for expository preaching on 91.3, 91.7, and 91.9 FM. 
You are invited to worship with them. 9.30 a.m. Sunday for Bible study, 10.45 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 7 p.m. evening worship service, or 7 p.m. Wednesday fellowship meal Bible study. Prayer, Bible Q&A, and updates on issues facing our city, state, and country. Tune in again for another Let's Face the Issues broadcast. Also tune in the same station Saturday mornings at 9 for expository Bible preaching by Dr. Youngblood. Remember, a rebroadcast of this program can be heard in its entirety 9 p.m. on 100.3 FM and 93.3 HD3. You are also invited to tune in Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on Talk 100.3 for expository preaching. Tune in and invite others to listen.